Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. Abe. Yeah, it's Abe. Do you want to see? Do you want to see Prey this weekend? Uh, yeah. Let's. Well, yeah, I like it. The Predators. Yeah, we didn't have this conversation before. <laughs> it's a weird thing to just throw me into. You're like, all right, we finished that conversation. All right, we're rolling. All right, I'm slating, and let's have the same <laughs> conversation. You're yeah, a weird let's... guy, Dave. <laughs> Look, it's spontaneous. That's true. I act like I yeah. haven't done the same kind of thing, but I don't know. I feel like it's on brand to call my my brand. It's my brand to call out your brand for being a Absolutely. maniac. So here and we so are. So the circle of life continues. Mm-hmm. A little look hey. behind the veil. Hey. Hey, welcome to Hypecast. Woo! The oh. show where we get hyped about stuff and things. Yeah! I'm one of your co-hosts, David Bell. And I'm Tom Ryman. Just kidding. Yeah. It's Abe Epperson, the cool Tom Ryman. The cool Tom. <laughs> Tom is moving literally today. So we miss I, you, Tom. I, I, I expect him to be back next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, just between you and me, Abe, yeah. I'm hanging out with uh, Alex Schmidt, Ooh. I think, next week, maybe on Thursday. Uh, so I got to figure out how to record Hypecast that day, too. Ooh. Yeah. Why is that know, just between saucy. you and me? Just between us. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, my point is being that, like, yeah, we should, uh, Tom should be back next week. That's right. Um, you know, uh, uh, I assume if his internet and stuff, you know how moving is, right? Oh, I was talking to him uh, earlier before this when I was taking copious notes uh, about how he interacts with the world right. and says stuff, like, because I wanted to make sure I did this podcast justice. And he was yeah. talking about, he's like, yeah, the, uh, the, the boxing and the unboxing is, is it has a strange kind. It does something to your psyche because you go, this goes into the box. <laughs> and then it goes Absolutely. out of the box. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, it's a weird process we do that we have to do. It's because we're, we're tied to physical space. And yeah. sometimes we forget that in our digital age, a little bit of yeah. a little bit of thought, you know, a little yeah, bit of, we're just like disembodied voices. Yeah. True. True. How are you, Abe? I'm, I'm extremely well, sir. Uh, Are you hyped? Yeah, I'm fucking hyped. You, this is a. There's like a few stinkers on the list. I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd never lie to you. These things have some stinkers, but yeah, there's some bangers on this list as well. I'm very excited about some of these movies. Oh yeah, bangers and, and stinkers. Bangers and stinkers. That's what we should call this podcast. You got it. That's right. That's a Tom <laughs> Ryman original. Yeah. 
Yes, it is. Yeah, no, I'm hyped too. I feel I feel similar. So let's let's um go through these and figure out what's what. Right. But we first have to thank some producers. Oh, that's right. How mm. do I have to do some of these, huh? Yeah, and I can help you with okay. some of them. Okay. Do you want to? Uh, so I'll, I'll start. Um, okay. B- big thank you to Hombre. Um, Hombre. Hombre. It thank says you. in parenthetical yeah, in a grizzled voice. So. What? It's I'm, yeah. I'm explaining to the audience. I'm trying why to do I'm trying to weird. do a home movies reference oh. where they replace your brain with a towel. <laughs> yeah, towel. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Yeah. It's a towel. <laughs> um, thank you, Hombre. Uh, thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. Thank you to Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Thank you to Brockaway Loves the Meat Millie. Thank you to David Knife Boot. Henson, thank you. I'll take it from here. Okay, okay. Yeah. Dive in. Ooh, thank you, Grumblebee. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Grumblebee. I'm sorry, last Tivecast I talked shit on you, but um, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Of course it will. Thank you, Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank Thank you. you. Look, Ma, I'm on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Thank you to Deborah's awesome, Barbara's great, and cancer can go to hell. Thank you. And thank you to, God, he gets this right every All time right. and I'm going to fuck it up. So I, I can give you the first part. Okay. Numino ultra microscopic silico-volcanoconiosis. Yeah. Yeah. Anti-establishment. Anti-disestablishment. Right? Anti-disestablishmentarianism Jones. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, baby. The baby from Eraserhead. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Chiz Lily Tits. Thank you, Chiz. Thank you, these seven bees. These seven bees, thank, thank you. And thank you, Breezy Ruizy. Thank you. Yeah, I, it occurs to me, like, I don't know about you, but I still have anxiety about the, can you read this chapter for the class, mm-hmm. you know? Because oh, I'm not a good reader. I'm, I'm not a, a bad reader. reader. Me too. You can tell, though. Everyone yeah. can tell right now. Yeah, but that's why that's why I like doing these is because it embraces it. Like you get more and more comfortable with saying like I don't know how to say this word. Well, <laughs> and it's and it's okay, you know. Here's the thing: is that like my lifelong like creative partner is Michael Swaim, who you know as highly intelligent and yeah. can on a dime switch to on mode and be able to do some virtuosic virtuosic uh, like performance stuff right right and he's been in my life as long as i've been in this kind of stuff and so uh i guess like with that comes this attitude that i've always had which is just like ha i'm a fool and a clown and look at me ah you know it's just like that's right i'm make me a joke i'm a, I'm, stu- I'm i'm stupid <laughs> it's fine it's hard because it. you're you're not an actor right you're no. not a performer not not in my soul no yeah neither neither am i and like the the way i think of it is the realization i had because i went to a performance arts school growing mm-hmm. up and it was always because i wanted to do stuff adjacent to performance right right, right. you're like tech kid kind of like i was yeah and writing and so you have to accept it, but every now and then, like when I watched you guys uh, jam, when you play, when when uh, 
you, you were guys high were as all balls. jamming. <laughs> yeah. And like Katie was there and she's dancing along and Michael's freestyling. It like clicked in my head of like, oh, you're all a bunch of fucking theater kids. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> really it's that are. Realization of like, I remember it's theater kids. Look, I <laughs> so yeah, I love it's, it's, nothing more than making fun of theater kids. I've been around them. Yeah, and me they too. are exhausting. But also, <laughs> I love them. Because they yeah, make life, kids. they make life interesting. For the record, nonsense. I am a theater kid. Right. Like We're I said, I was a techie. A it, I right. did theater stuff. I did stage combat classes. Right. Like it's, I'm not saying that is like, oh, I'm not one of them. It's <laughs> sure. just like, ah, fuck, theater kids. <laughs> right. This is what happens when they're in their 30s. You know, like we never know what change. you're thinking, we Dave. We'll talk about it. You're like just this blank void of eyes. <laughs> Thank so you. we're like, what does he think? Is he think he's one of us? Is he it's one all of us? white noise? Yeah, you just inside, you just hear white noise. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Static. Makes sense. Uh, you want to talk about some trailers? Yeah, yeah. You want to start with Andor? Andor? Yeah, Andor. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Andor. Mm-hmm. This is a Star War. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I, I'll, I'm going to put myself out there. Yeah. And say that I think this is the first Star Wars thing in a while that is exciting to me. Yes, um, I agree. Though, since the Mandalorian. Yes. Also, yes, yes. That's that was a surprise. This is just Star Wars spy film, and I like it. Right. And it's like they're trying. And what I mean by that is that like they have like actors who are they're going to do like emotional stories. I would argue more so than what we've gotten recently, which isn't to say that there aren't emotional aspects in some of this other these Star Wars. It's just it feels like the first like it feels like Lucasfilm lately, like they made the Mandalorian. Right. And they were like, that was really successful. Now let's make a bunch of other desert things like where they don't they do one good thing that spawned from an original idea and then they beat it to the ground. Uh huh. You know what I mean? That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Where like Obi-Wan was like, oh, good. More desert stuff. More like this Western look. And this feels like the first thing since that where they're like, well, let's go to Coruscant. Let's do like something that isn't just a fucking desert. And let's do Mm -hmm. like this like spy story of him infiltrating the Empire. And it's like, holy shit. I don't care that this character technically like dies in like five years or whatever this looks solid this looks like a solid one-off which i like yeah. and it's what a lot of the films like obviously it's a, like it's not a one-off because it's coming off of rogue one uh in, right. in that it shares characters and their stories but one thing that dawned on me is that i share the criticism of star wars that a lot of our friends have that i think a lot of people have which is that star wars why do you want stop following this like family and stop following this part of the galaxy obviously the empire and the rebellion are big parts of that but like not just the i mean you can talk all day about like let's stop the star the skywalkers but also like the fascination that they had with tatooine the fact that uh the ewan mcgregor one the obi-wan that was right. uh, everything is like in these already embedded worlds that were already built by Lucas that are already cool, but and they're like the branded iconography of this uh, intellectual property. But it's like the galaxy is huge. In fact, it's only gotten bigger since Star Wars came out. There's cooler ideas for planets to exist, and I understand that this is again Andor, so we know about that. 
it's a forest moon. We've seen them. Uh, I hope there's Ewoks, right? Isn't this the Ewok area? No, no, no. This no, Andor of... is actually the name of a character. Oh, it's... Wait, what am I yeah, thinking you're of? You're thinking of Endor? Endor! I exact... I'm such a bad no, no, Star Wars I made sir. the exact same mistake. I made the exact oh, same mistake. Okay, well then it's even better than what I'm saying, because my, my point was that like this is... Like, regardless, we're seeing a little bit of the Star Wars shit, and if there was, like, Ewoks, or there was, like, uh, right. Tusken Raiders or whatever, it's good. They're kind of meeting us halfway, because, like, yeah. they're doing a lot of stuff where it's like, remember this part of Star Wars? We can't just do a one-off. We're too terrified to do that. Disney will right. never do that. But here, they're like, okay, here's a few random, like, things we'll throw in here, but it's not instrumentals to the story it's just right. live in the world of, of the general idea of star wars that's so funny that's so funny yeah. Endor. i'm such a bad star wars fan no it's literally one letter off man yeah i i, I it's their fault that's on them <laughs> that's kind of on i mean Andor yeah. and Endor. it's like fuck you star wars yeah it sounded weird when i said it because i like looked at it and i watched the trailer and i was like Andor. yeah yeah the force moons yeah. of Andor. <laughs> and then uh, the second that you we all said it and we're like all right let's talk about the first movie Andor. i'm like am i saying that right <laughs> right this also touches on, I feel like I've said this before on Hypecast. I'm sure I've said a million things a million times on this podcast, mm -hmm. but it was a conversation me and Cody had once where we literally, for like an hour and a half after a podcast, just talked about what the new movies could have been, yeah. and we started actually like scripting them out, and I always wanted to go back to that and like do a podcast or something where like a bunch of people just script it out, but like, one thing yeah. that... I think is missing from Star Wars that should be there as and it should have been done in the mo new movies but this seems the closest to that is that life under the empire is dystopian right but right. we've never gotten a dystopian film about Star Wars right. what I mean by that is like where is the 1984 of Star Wars you know what I mean? Where, where, where do like, we see the Empire becoming evil and installing all yeah, this and, shit? Yeah. Or like, what is it like being a citizen in in Coruscant with the Empire in charge? And like we're Brazil. seeing Coruscant in this in the Senate. Yeah, and so I, I, if if someone who gave a shit actually wrote the new Star Wars, the new movies, it should have started there. Like, I think um, what's her name? Poe, Roe. Is there no Ray? I'm getting two people confused. Yeah, you're thinking Poe Dameron, and, po, and but you're Ray, thinking po, Ray is and who you're um, Finn, and Finn. Yeah. They should have been characters who because they do this thing in that new one where they're like, "Who's Luke Skywalker?" Or like you know, like they right. don't seem to know their past from 20 years ago, and they're and the the way to actually have that work is if they were born into a world full of disinformation, right? Right. So, like, it should have started with them on Coruscant believing in the Empire. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe Luke and, like, in their head, Luke and Han are, like, terrorists, are, like, Osama bin Laden's. You yeah, know what I mean? That like, would be cool. That, they're, like, they're, that they're been demons. A, they're actual demon monsters. Right. That would have been such a good, interesting oh, way cool to show be? the world. What and if so it's not just Jedis that they, were demons? Like, Jedis know, were, that would like, so cool. monstrous figures, and they're, like, that's, and they're, like, haven't you seen our Sith, though? Like, maybe we're the baddies. Right, <laughs> but you do, you show a world like that, where they're just being this fire hose with misinformation. Right. But, like, it's, it's not just that they can't stop following the Skywalker stuff. It's stuff like that, where it's, like, they can't even look at it in a different angle, 
or in a remotely creative way. Yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah. And so and so it's like just a brief conversation with Cody was like, "Oh, that's a really good idea that it took us 5 minutes to think of." You know, like mm-hmm. why why can't they do this? Just this little bit of work. Well, the and answer, this feels like someone who actually thought about it. The answer is, of course, they thought of ideas like this, if not this exact idea, but it isn't the one that is pushed forward, which right. is something that and I think on this podcast in particular, we're going to talk about uh, several times about how studios actually work. Yes, very and true. I'm eager to because have that studio, conversation yeah, with you. Yeah, because there is an element where a writer might have been like, what if it was like this? And the studio goes like, oh, but we want to get it under this time or we want to get in this amount of time. We got, we have to have a lightsaber fight mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And I was, sorry, I was watching Check Ride Shadow Recruit last night. Why? Uh, I don't know. I asked myself that same question. But the first <laughs> scene is him on a helicopter going to Iraq. Well, the first scene is him witnessing 9-11, and then he's on a helicopter oh, going to Iraq. What um, does he think about 9-11, though? Did he, was he like, thumbs down? He's not down? into it. Yeah, okay. He wasn't like, woo! <laughs> um, no, I don't even know. He's on a helicopter in in war, in generic war setting, right? Middle East. And they have to have the scene where the helicopter gets shot down, right? Mm-hmm. And then and that informs his character. But they also have to show... That he's wicked smart. So he's on this <laughs> helicopter, and he's and he's uh, in the army. He's a lieutenant. They're flying to the war or whatever. And then he takes like a call on a satellite phone to check in with a report he sent to the CIA because it's we're we're setting that up right. That it's like oh he's wicked smart. He does analyst stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. But because they had to shoot it and write it in such an efficient way, he has to do both in the same scene. And that that equates to a guy in the military taking a call <laughs> on a helicopter about a report to the CIA. And it's like, can't we should do doing this part. right now? Yeah. I want to see someone like, uh, no, just zoom when get to a laptop and zoom. Is the internet good there? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause they're not going to be good at that aspect, but it's but, those you know. types of decisions, right? It's right. a screenwriter probably wrote those scenes separate. And then some producer was like, we need to, Condense. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I guess he could be talking on the here's, helicopter. Here's the like, true here's the true worrisome thing is that in some film schools, uh maybe film schools that I went to, perhaps, uh right. they will teach these things as uh positive because they're trying to create people who will get work, not right. people who will make the right decision for the viewers to enjoy the film. Which is right. weird. That's a weird thing that we live it's in. It's a weird thing. It can be done well. Movies can be done efficiently sure. very well. I always reference the beginning of Back to the Future, where it's yeah. like one shot news report about idea. missing plutonium, guys' clocks, wild inventions in one shot showing the plutonium. <laughs> Marty yeah, coming in and being like, Doc! Yeah. Yeah. Speed and efficiency as a studio note is honestly not one of the worst notes to get from people. And I, I think I want to say now, so they don't have to say it later, studios and writers and 
you know, story, the people who originate stories and what they want to do with the script or the first script or the second version or third version, they don't have to be at odds. And it's not all of the studio's doings. Some writers can get uppity about <laughs> exactly what they want. And it's right. like, nah, I th- we think we have a better idea. Um, and sometimes that can just have itself out. But ultimately, it seems like we're in a situation where we constantly are. And furthermore, or more importantly, the studios are always winning. Um, right. And that's them's, them's the yeah, because rules the, right now. It's the, because they hire people they can push around yeah. now. A little bit. Um, but, yeah. but that's Endor. Andor. That's Andor. Andor. I just Andor. wanted a, one thought about trailers, just like, because I... I'm fascinated yeah. by trailers all the time. Every time I'm on this podcast, I talk about how like they're the worst usually. And they it's absolutely just, are. it's like such an art form to me. And some of the best trailers are just as good as some of the shortest short films I, I've ever seen. And it's just like, some of them are amazing. Uh, this is like, to me, we're at peak because it's Star Wars and it's like a huge, you know, uh, it, it's an icon, a Titan of the industry. Um, this is top of the food chain in terms of cookie cutter. Like it is as cookie cutter of a trailer as you can get right now in terms of trailers. And I like to take index of what they're doing and what they're like loose with, like what they aren't doing that typically trailers do. And there's a few lines that jumped out to me. One is, are you a fish or are you a thief? Which is going to be a (laughs) joke in a scene. But they clearly were like, okay, we want to make everyone know that he's a thief. So um, we're not going to do the setup for that joke necessarily. But we're going to get that line in there. But it's not a, it's not a perfect line, right? Uh, they, right? If you we, the other thing that's clear to me is that if you just like close your eyes and watch the trailer, it's clear that the makers of the trailer, the the brain trust that created whatever you were watching, does doesn't think we listen to lines in trailers and they might be right about that because there's a few lines like this is what a revolution looks like uh and just general good trailer sentences that are more or less saying that this is the kind of vibe you're gonna get this is the tone this is the way they say it and this is what it's about um it's a great trailer line right but for the most part if you listen to this trailer it's all over the place it's like it's not a continuous thread of like things that make sense in context. It's just singular moments pulled out. Uh, And I don't know, that's not the worst type of trailer, but it's clear that they are like, don't care about that aspect anymore, that it's not about like, all right, so here's kind of a, here's what's going on. It's just like, here's a shot of someone saying a line that we thought is cool. Uh, So anyway, I just thought, Try that little exercise. Close your eyes oh, yeah. and listen to trailers it if you're are, interested. It's very... Trailers are nonsense. It's nonsense, man. Yeah. Uh, this one uh, in particular. Let's move on. All right, I'm good. Uh, all right. All right. Let's move to Medieval. This is a trailer. This was a trailer I wasn't going to inc- include. And then I saw it has like 3 million views. And it was Jesus. like, well, shit. I guess we'll have to include this which i'm 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 glad i did because it's got it's got people in it it's got uh ben foster and michael Michael Caine, who i hope is sitting in every scene yeah yeah me too i hope he's doing all right (laughs) the director i have to note the director Mm -hmm. i don't know how to pronounce his name his name is spelled p-e-t-r and then j-a-k-l so he's from he's he's i believe czech uh and the reason i bring him up 
is because he's an actor. He was one of the henchmen in Triple X, the one who's <laughs> okay. really into Vin Diesel. All right. I don't he remember. He was also that guy. in Euro Trip. Okay. He was in Bad Company. He plays henchmen, I think. Yeah. He mainly plays henchmen. And so I just thought that he's directed three things, and this is one of them. And I'm just like, he, when you look at him, he's got like bleached, spiky blonde hair. He mm-hmm. looks like an Eastern European henchman. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love this for him. I want him to be the People next Spielberg. from everywhere, man. <laughs> yeah. Like no, the... I just want this swole, bleach blonde, Eastern <laughs> European henchman to start making like the best movies. I That's learned what I want. recently that the person who pitched the idea for Planet Hollywood, like the person who had the idea, was like in a few movies, including like a med tech in like the background of one shot or like had one line in the movie running man <laughs> and it's just nice. like and that's like he didn't know arnold schwarzenegger but probably knew him enough to approach him and say i have an idea what if you right. ate food in front of props <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's just like wow a lot of a lot of a lot of ideas happening over ideas. here just with random random people in movies yeah all right this is this the, what you go oh no you go well, this is the most recently I felt like, I felt very much like c- cis white dude shouldn't make all the movies from a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> like I've gotten a lot, like I'm a cis white dude. I agree. And I'll have to go to this. It's like a white du- dude rule, it is but a- I'm not looking forward to it, I guess. Right. <laughs> I, I know exactly how you feel. It's called medieval. It feels like the most generic thing. Yeah. It's because it's fight. just like gray gray guys white yeah, guys, guys fighting over fight. women yeah. and it's and there's castles and we're gonna sword fight like, and he's gonna yeah. give a speech and it's just called medieval and it's based on a true story Whoa, but probably not fuck. and it's just like fuck yeah this is yeah. both awesome and the most it's just generic like, pandering remember thing when you seen. were 10 years old and braveheart came out yeah <laughs> right watch this movie you'll feel a little bit of that again <laughs> that yeah, exactly. beautiful moment when you were 10 it uh, might be amazing it. but it's it just the, it looks <laughs> it the, yeah and if you go and look at the poster it's like ever it's like gladiator it's like all of them uh yeah the the tagline is for honor for justice for freedom and it's like what does that even mean yeah man and it's <laughs> three million views on youtube so yeah uh, there's i guess that says there's a lot it's of a, cis white dudes yeah of course i guess here's what i'll say oh by the way he also wrote it he did the screenplay too oh good um but uh it's only two hours and i know that doesn't sound like a compliment but for something like this yeah it could have easily been like three and a half right yeah a lot looks like it happens in this too like suddenly in this trailer i think ben foster has an eye patch yeah. Is that a different character, right? Like the trailer acts like that it's nothing. It's just like sudden eye patch. Sudden eye patch. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and but it's like that's weird because that has a weird effect to me. Because when I do watch this, because I have to, um, I'm gonna look waiting. at every sharp object in the movie, and I'm like, that thing's yeah. going into an eye. When he holds a fork, I'm like, oh, like, oh shit, oh, be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have much more to say about this. I don't either. It's fine. Okay. Well, let's move on to Spirit Halloween, the movie. This is this, Stranger Things, yes? <laughs> yeah, this is also the most generic thing. This is child. This is straight-to-DVD children spooky thing, Riding right? bikes. Yeah. It looks like every, like, 
uh, every child's like horror. It's like it's postmodern. It's it's postmodern Stephen King. That's what it is. Yeah, but it reminds me of like Goosebumps or the the house with the clock in its walls or Stranger Um, Things or Stranger Things. I I would say it's not even Stranger Things. It's Uh, a little. It's not like the idea. I'm not saying like they're they're hijinks. Just the idea that it's like spooky, but also that like the group of kids is like are a bunch of nerds who like who who wear clothes that smack of the 80s <laughs> and also right. are riding bikes and having like weirdo times there's you know? definitely they definitely got feedback to be like stranger things right yeah. it's more of like the actual tone of the movie doesn't feel like stranger things i yeah. don't think it goes very hard no no, no, no i don't no, think no. it's gonna be um particularly like scary or grotesque i think it's meant for like tweens Right? Oh, for sure. I, this is not for me. I shouldn't be in this conversation. Yeah, it's not for me either. It's nice to I see will Christopher say, Lloyd. Yeah, still kicking around. Somehow. What is he, like 300 He's, years old? Yeah, 750. Uh, I think that, actually, on your comment about the tone, I think it's a little scary. Like, Really? Here's the thing. It's obviously nothing gory happens. There's not going to be any, like... The most we get in the trailer is like someone with like, you know, like grayed out eyes and black makeup on their face and a little bit of visual effects making it photorealistic and just going like, ah, you know, and we go like, ah, fuck. But um, to me, it's kind of like the photorealism of our like mainstream visual effects have gotten to a point where this these are actually haunting images because they are kind of in the realm of the uncanny valley and also like meant to be horrifying so like they're kind of scary uh, so yeah. obviously when the dolls and shit are walking around and stuff that's still all the same stuff but like i'm mostly looking at in this trailer someone gets possessed at one point and they they play it safe like she just gets lifted in the air it looks like right and it's again it's like generic it's generic horror but like me. when someone was possessed in like our childhood or like just using that because that's the only experience of a child I have is when I was a child, uh, the, they would be a lot more, they wouldn't reveal it. They would like, you know, cover their face with something, show it in dark. This is like, let's show everything. It's all bright. It's all, everything's well lit in terms of, you can see it all. And then the visual effects are horrifying a little bit. Yeah, I guess in terms of the actual, like the look, it's very much the Netflix look, right? That like bright, bright color like digital shot look that you you all kind of it's the red notice it's risk uh, adverse lighting yeah it's the most like it's it's the most cookie cutter look that we currently have for movies which isn't to say that a movie is bad for doing that for example the um a movie that did it a lot was the fear street movies which i would argue were actually quite good yeah. Uh, but they have that look, and I hate the look. I hate it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean a movie is bad. Doesn't for mean having them, it. Yeah. Speaking of cookie cutter, Rachel Lee Cook's in this. Yeah, it was great to see her. Yeah, she's, she's still doing great. Work. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Christopher Lloyd. They're both Chris- people yeah. where I'm like, ooh, I like seeing you. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to back. see you. We're good friends. Uh, yeah. It's interesting to me that we don't even need an intele- like a story intellectual property at this point. Let's just do a store, you know? Right. Just Spirit Halloween, the movie. I love yeah. this. I hope it becomes a trend. 
Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I do think it is the spirit Halloween of horror movies, meaning mm-hmm. that it's generic yes. and it, it, it's meant for like the, the, the most fragile of children. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and off brands, okay. but you know, some of it will go, you'll make you go like, oh, that's actually not bad. Yeah. It would be weird if they went real hard. <laughs> If they were God like damn, doing like great. the witch, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Spirit Halloween. Just like if it was like yeah, a Cronenberg film or something. Someone's jaw gets snapped off. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope there's. I hope they do more of. I hope uh, they do more too. Yeah, store store based stories. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx. The, the IKEA. They could. Do, oh, they could do like a puzzle Ikea. movie. That they're like solving an old Swedish carpenter's puzzle or something. Yeah. Uh, it's like it. a national treasure with in Ikea. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I love but puzzles. Yeah, I, what's that? I just, I love puzzles. That's all. Oh yeah. Puzzles are great. Thanks. I know that wasn't there. There was like um, a sketch series or something that people were shooting in an Ikea. It was something that someone was doing where, because Ikea's are like sets. I think it was like you a know? YouTube project. I remember like, we're going to get a shot for a like a short story a short film or something like that shot every day <laughs> right and piece it together like yeah uh, but yeah it, it, it reminds me of like hocus pocus that's what we mean by like it's not for totally us. it's for children it's for, it's for children. children yeah and it's and um, it's you know yeah it, it could be good <clears throat> it could um, be. i don't know who made it do you know who made it i don't know okay i'm not gonna look I'm going to look fine. at this we got next time. trailer. We though. got time. Yeah, let's look at the next one. Devotion is what it's called. Devotion. This is the director of Slight, which I never saw, but never it was saw. a very interesting indie film, or at least it looked like it. This is uh, this is an upgrade for this director. <laughs> uh, this is the whole fucking thing. Yeah, this is like um, a big movie, you know? I think yeah. the story is two fighter pilots, pals defect wait no no go to korea it doesn't look like they defect but most of the trailer seems like uh there's a central problem to them like going to war like they say stuff like i need to get out there they can't stop me from doing a plane war um plane war is it just i assume it's racism is is that what yeah there's some racism i think it's about the idea that there's that um there's it's it's like during a time where like i think they did a fucking call of duty level like this where like yeah there's some racism here and not everybody is uh like it's about this guy and his wingman right and the guy is jonathan black he's yeah he's from lovecraft country it's really nice to like not that he's hurting but it's nice to see him in a movie yeah um isn't he gonna be like a marvel guy too isn't he didn't get cast he, he who remains Oh yeah, he's in Marvel. He's in the yeah. the what was that? That's what I mean. He's not hurting. This man, Loki. he's an Ant Man and the Wasp. God. He's going to be in the next Creed. Like this motherfucker is about to blow up. He's just so, gonna blow up. Yeah, uh, and he's just he's going to be featured a lot. And he's Kang, you know, so he's going to be featured Kang. a lot in Marvel. He's probably going to be the next. You say that like I know who Kang is. No, but he's the basically they're doing like. Uh, uh, Avengers movie specifically about him, I believe. The King War. So, again, this <laughs> yes. guy's going to be fine. He's going to be doing great. Avengers uh, Kang time. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Kang uh, time would be a really good. Uh, yeah. Really Lovecraft good Country. Shame it was canceled, but he'll be fine. Uh, this other guy, Glenn Powell. 
I thought he was the guy from Top Gun. Is he not? I don't. Uh, is he? I thought he was. Guy from he Top is. Gun. Oh wait, no, I found it. Uh, sorry, I couldn't find it. Yeah. So does he just? Does he just come with aircraft carriers? <laughs> he, comes, like, he comes with aviators arm- on. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like, we need to shoot an aircraft carrier, and the army is like, we'll throw in this guy, this smug-looking <laughs> guy. You can do whatever you want with him. <laughs> they're like, you cast him, or you know, or just like keep him in or a just, room. Y- yeah, yeah, you can beat him. You, you can do whatever. Fe- you can feed him, I guess. I just assumed he was going to be the evil racist guy in this, but yeah. it looks like he's, he's not. Goose, he's fucking goose. Yeah, but it looks like in this, he's actually like the 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 white guy who learns. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which I guess he is in Top Gun I think they're going to have like a scene where he's like, I don't like you because no one else likes you because racism. And then he goes like, man, why are you doing that? And then he's going to go like, all right, you're all right. And then they're best friends for the whole time because it seems like it's also based on a true story. Again, we have to go watch this, Dave, because it's a dude obligation. Oh, yeah. Because it's planes. (laughs) Uh, But it seems like they're going to it's like a buddy kind of. Like, ah, look at these two facing right. the world. I want to see... So, Glenn Powell. I want to see guy. him do a movie with... Um, shit, what's his name? He was in Mad Men. He plays Pete in Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. He plays the... Um, gosh, what's his character? Pete Campbell. I'm, t- no, I'm thinking of the guy who played Pete Campbell. Um Oh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I know the character. I, I want him to do a movie with that guy about like, like it's just called punch faces or something, <laughs> where it's like they're just guys who have the faces that you want to uh, slap. Because Glenn Powell yeah. has that too, right? He has villain face. Yeah, he has little. Yeah, there's ch- little um, little bit like you're like ah Yago vibes. Like you're gonna betray yeah. me, you motherfucker! I can right. tell he has scheming. betray. He has the betray smile. Like in this trailer, I didn't trust him because he smiled, and I was like, oh, he's up to something. And then the trailer continues, and you're like, oh no, he's not. He's not. He's, like, he's just a normal guy with a normal face smiling, and yeah. I'm the weird one for saying like, you sir are a betrayer. Yeah, but uh, he looks like that. But that's acting. I mean, that's people are tight casts that's yeah. the nature of the biz you know we're yeah, it's pete campbell is it's nice to be refreshed and yeah. told you're wrong sometimes but you did this to the me movies you're the one who told me to think of that guy as a piece of shit so yeah and i I'm think not he'll have a the credit he'll have a long career playing villains if he wants to yes. i'm not saying he should but he he could yeah yes yes uh also the korean korean war is that the forgotten war is that true do people forget the Korean well, War? Well, if it is, then how could I ever know? I, that's a really good point. But they call it that in this trailer, and they say, America's Forgotten War. And I'm like, oh, shit, what war did I forget? And then I looked it up, and it was like, oh, it's the Korean War. And I'm like, I didn't... I mean, I wasn't it been in the great Korean if it War, was like, but it's not like yeah, I forgot Yeah, if it was like a one. war with Canada or something. Because I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> They're like, we gotta go. We gotta go. Me, you, me and you, buddy. We're gonna go kill all those like 2014 Mounties. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the forgotten like, war. Yeah, yeah. Um, Devotion, terrible name. Yeah, but yeah, this is we. It's dad porn, like medieval. It's dad yeah, porn. It's, I'm I'm into it. It's basically just Top Gun, but older planes. Oh uh, yeah, and racism. Yeah, and instead of swords in the medieval times, it's still the past, but it's planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. It all it's all the same. We wrapped yeah, it up. Yeah, but this looks on. this looks good. Um let's talk about Let the Right One In, the Showtime series. <laughs> We're old I have man. A, I remember Let Me In, which was a remake of Yeah. Let the Right One In. I have a I have a take. Yeah, what's up? I think that people are too obsessed with this movie. With the story? The, like the, the Yeah. The original Let the Right One In. Mm. Uh, which was all sorts of Norwegian, right? Or like Swedish. Swedish they, yeah. they, they were honkies and they weren't saying words <laughs> we say. Uh, and uh, Weird understanding of the world, but yes, continue. <laughs> that director is great. I'm sorry the snowman ruined his American career and he had to go back to make movies in other countries. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did do that. Um, he's from Sweden. Uh, yeah, because he did Tinker Tailor, which is very good. Yeah, it's very he good. He did Let the Right One In, Tinker it's Tailor, and then good. he did The Snowman, and then America was like, go. No, thank <laughs> leave. you. Even You're though gone. the two films you did first are amazing. Yeah, and it wasn't his fault, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't done anything for a while. He's done shorts. He is doing a movie, ooh, you'll like this, called Seance on a Wet Afternoon, mm-hmm. starring Rachel Weisz. Ooh. Yeah, that's coming up. So it looks like he's not he's not done. He's not done. He just had to reset. Good. What I was getting at is Let the Right One In is such a good movie. Mm-hmm. The remake is so aggressively fine. Yes. And then they're making this. And all I can think is like, I think it was fine just being that one movie. Yes. Yes. They told the story. The story ended. It was a nice self-contained movie. It was very spooky it was and interesting. Very spooky. And we can enjoy that movie. Right. Whenever we want. Mike. My takeaway was very similar to yours, which was hitting at more of the angle of like, how did they decide to this choice? Which is like, how is this a TV show? Is every right. season going to be like, in terms of like ways that writers stretch, you know, like seasons and like we have like kind of uh, an issue, a pandemic of writing about this issue on TV where it's like, can you make it like eight seasons though? And it's like, but it wants to be four. Um, how is this a TV show from Jump? I don't want to spoil the movie, I so I won't. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is my question is: Is every season going to be like someone finds out she's a tiny vampire, and that person dies arc? Because that it has to be right. Can't and they move happen along. a lot. This or is, is it a problem. limited series? Is it like just like eight, and then we're done? Because that's I fine. don't know. A mini series would be fine. Or it becomes like fucking interview with a vampire where it's like becomes this vampire world and lore and stuff. God, I this is the problem. Yeah, because the the issue to me is extending the story in any way kind of ruins the story, um, which is like, oh, God, is she going to just keep finding right. like humans that she burns through? Um, is it going to be just keep following the this guy right. and the vampire as they keep trying to go to a new place? Whatever the story is, it's just it, it would be like taking um, Under the Skin and just making a TV right. show where or, she keeps trapping guys every episode. Yeah, and it's like, no, I get it. <laughs> like that was only a part of the story. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. They also made Dexter. So it's like maybe they yeah. can. Uh no, that's absolutely true. There's a lot of TV shows that kind of do that kind of thing, and they still get away with it because there's the the people. characters are good. The characters are good. Um, yep. Yeah. I just so people know, I I won't give any spoilers past just the setup or Act One because it's not necessarily a well-known movie. Like Let the Right One In, and I it's a foreign not, movie, yeah. but it is a cool concept. 
and it's pretty clear in the trailer, I think. But it's just the idea that someone, uh, a man is harboring uh, a child vampire and has to, like, do murders in order to feed uh, right. her in this case, but him in the original. And um, I also don't see in this the uh, arc of, like, I thought what made Let the Right One In originally like the swedish version is that i i think it's eli is the name of the vampire and i for oscar i can't remember the name of the kid but I don't he know. Ki- everything is shown through the view of a normal human child right and that's kind of what's perfect is that the human child just all we know about them is they really want a friend and is really is bullied at school and uh, the vampire is kind always because the vampire is terrified of being found out. And so it's like this ad hoc, like, yeah, I'll listen to what you have to say and stuff. And um, so that's kind of the movie. That's how the setup of the movie. And to me, it's like, if we don't see that side, is it just like a, they're doing the thing again that TV shows do all the time, which I understand is fine and works for a lot of movies or a lot, a lot of TV shows, which is we're going to show every angle all of the characters get like the Mm -hmm. positioning of the camera. Everything is decided because it's like a holistic worldview of this world we're in, as opposed to a focal point of a character who's like, you see everything through their eyes. And that's just something that's a difference between TV and movies. I do think that there are some uh, TV shows that do that, or maybe they'll do it for an episode. But they rarely do in the same way that like, I don't know, Game of Thrones, you're over here in King's Landing and then you're over there at the wall. You know, it's like, right. so it seems like their approach on this one is taking out that child's viewpoint, which really makes the movie to me. And yeah, now it's, it's more of like, more what's just up like vampires. With, yeah. What's up with this, uh, with, with the adult? What's, what are they doing? You know, and that kind of stuff. Or right. like, what's going on with the cop who's like looking for the, like the murderer, you know, it's like all this stuff is happening and you're just following it rotely. And that bothers me a little bit because like, yeah. that's one of the aspects that made let the right one in the original, like so compelling is that you're just like, Oh, from a children's point of view, this is all very normal. You know? Right. Yeah. No, that's, it just doesn't seem like a story that needs to be drawn out mm-hmm. well, for exactly the reason you're saying. And it feels like they're just like, isn't it cool how there's vampires? Yeah. And we're making a vampire show. Uh, and it's like, oh, well, then just do another, I don't know. <laughs> I, whatever. Just make a new, I mean, fuck you, whatever. Gives, fuck you, whatever. That's a good, yeah, let's leave it at that. Although no, I it's do like, love uh, it's, Grace It's Gummer. the equivalent of like the real Ghostbusters, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to make a bunch of stuff around this characters. Is it canon? No. It's not canon, you know, like it's, it's whatever. It's a TV show. Right. It's designed to just be a, a drawn out version of, you know, one point. It's a but starting it point have for them. Be. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I agree. I think it's just because they're like, well, this is a title people know. I just, yeah, I yeah. think it's a bit silly considering the, the movie that it's based off of. It's just, it's like, it's like the, the doubt the video game sketch, you know? <laughs> Where it's like, this isn't something that you should be doing. Like, you're not supposed to be spinning this off. It was right, yeah. it was a very specific, like, kind of art house drama horror. Why is it this now? Yeah, yeah. it's weird. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Grace Gummer's in this. 
I seen I seen her in the uh, in several things, but uh, in the the the, the Mister Robot, which it looks oh, like Mr. this Robot. might have similarities in terms of like I don't know tone, right? Uh, stark yeah. and uh, horrifying, um, and she's good in that. She's good in almost everything. Go Grace Gomer. Um, well, you want to talk about the next thing? We got a lot to get through. Yeah, let's go. Uh, this is Blonde. This is the Andrew Dominic film. Fuck. He did uh, Killing Them F- Softly, I'm The Assassination so of Jesse James. Fucking hype for this movie. He, I mean, yeah. On it to Armist. It looks so fucking good. It's NC-17 for some reason. I imagine I not for... I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Nudity um, is what yours. What were you gonna say? No, it just. I it think looks it's gonna, really fucking good. Or I mean, why do you think it's NC seventeen? There's nothing. Oh, I, I'm sure there's some nudity in it, um, but I don't think it's gonna be like. I think this is gonna be some fucked up shit. Yeah, you think there's gonna be like some really fucked up shit? Well, Andrew, there might be. You're know. right. Andrew Dominic. Uh, he yeah, he did assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which is like a tone poem, and this is like a perfect project for him to me because it we don't need to chronologically do anything it's like what i've been waiting for for like a for like a biopic because um we don't need to follow the chronology of the shit who cares it's it's a single thought and that thought is so evocative and it's right in the trailer which is like she says like i can't stand doing another scene with marilyn monroe Monroe. marilyn doesn't exist as said by marilyn monroe and um i don't know i just think that there's something really cool in that uh they're gonna he's gonna pick that apart and it's gonna just be a meditation on yeah her not being able to reconcile herself and the the icon yes i think that's gonna be a big part of it and you're right is i think it's gonna be fucked up shit because i think what they're also showing is that she's often exploited that's what they're clearly showing it's gonna be brutal um and there's interesting there's something interesting in the casting is if you go into the uh the list of characters the only one she's credited as norma jean the rest are credited as the playwright the ex-athlete Yes. The president. That's exactly like it's right. not. It's not naming oh, yeah. names, but it's clearly it's clear who these people are. It's because it's know from her I mean? point of view. She's just seeing archetypes because that's all she can see in the world. Yeah, she is one. Exactly. It's, she's an archetype. Mm, that's you're right. Andrew Dominic. Mm, mm, you, you know what's up. Yeah, it, be, it should be noted that the guy whose cast is playing the president was also in the movie Jackie as JFK. Uh, he's also ah. played JFK in he's multiple JFK. fucking movies. So, I mean, you know, it's JFK is the point, but obviously, that's obviously what it is. Um, yeah. And Anna Domus looks so fucking good in this, right? Like, she got the voice down. Yeah. Um, she looks, oh man, she looks she just looks like really fucking, fucking looks like her in some she, angles, you know? It's fucking She weird. is fucking working right now she is she she is working for that oscar has she gotten an oscar yet i don't she's gonna she's gonna it's this is the year this is the year yeah possibly this is also just to get back to like my mo this is a great trailer uh it doesn't tell you everything it is uh because we all know how it ends and i think more uh trailers should conceive of 
us as the viewers is already knowing the ending, so not like re- displaying the ending outright. Right. I wish more movies did that where they're just like, and then you and yada yada yada. You know how it goes. Like that should right. be the the ellipses at the end of every cut of a trailer, and uh, this this is how that operates. Very good. It's great. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to know. Ana de Artis Ar- Armis really snuck up on me. Like when I go back and look at her, like it's like oh, she was a Blade Runner, like. I forgot. Like she's she's the main lady in Blade Runner. Oh yeah. Um, she's I think Joy. everyone. And then, and then she just snuck up on me. I and think then everyone. It's like knives out. Yeah, no time to out. die. She's do, she's doing it all. She's like I can and look look at me over most, here as a Bond girl. Look at me over here winning an Oscar. Uh, frankly, hopefully. the most memorable part of that movie, by the way. Yeah. Like that. Those sequences with her were very good. Um, yeah. And then knives out. She's giving Ben Affleck a hand, Joe, in Deep Water. <laughs> I don't. I didn't see Deep Water. I, I didn't oh, know that that got happened. Ben Affleck, huh? Yeah. All right. In Deep Water, there's Wasn't a hand job that? scene. No, no, I'm that, just thinking well, there's of a they hand took job trailer. There's a hand um, job trailer. <laughs> it is. No, it's in the trailer. There's a trailer for Deep Water that's just Ben Affleck getting a hand, Joe. You, and I what's wild you. is that it's kind of cut short in the actual film. So it's kind of it, it, they like promised this hand job, this glorious hand <laughs> I job. I just don't believe you, Dave. Yeah, well, you you just look up the Deep Water trailer, and then go watch Deep Water. <laughs> There's a trailer. I guarantee, go watch the Deep Water trailer, job. and tell me it's not the entire trailer is just Ben Affleck getting a hand job. <laughs> Uh, deep water teaser teaser trailer i I actually i'm never gonna look this up because i just want it to be true it is it's not teaser trailer deep water i don't i just googled it it's a minute 19 i'm not gonna do it and it's just been applicating a hand joke less than 10 seconds i'm not gonna do it i guarantee it great (laughs) i guarantee it yeah i'm your friend i do not trust you you. money i'm a good friend of yours and i know not to trust you all right it's a hand job. This is a beautiful fiction in my mind. Let's talk about God's Country. God, yeah, the YouTube song. Is Tandy Newton? In God's Country. Tandy Newton? Uh, it's Tandy. Uh, ta- Tandy? Tan- no, it's Tandaway. Tandaway? Tandaway. Newton. She just had... You- no, no, she just had a... She just said, like, the, there was a misspelling. There's a, U, there's a W in her name, and no one's announced it. Uh, correctly. I think you're trying to Devon Sawa me. No, I'm not. I'm just where uh, Tandy mm-hmm. Way, Tandy Way Newton is her name. Uh, sure. Yeah, she she. Point just, is this, it was this I, I'm into this. Yeah, it's her versus rednecks. Yeah, it, it's her versus rednecks. She's she's a professor ex cop who moves into this like isolated area. The cops can't help because there's like two cops in the entire uh, county. It appears to be racism, but they don't actually explain what it is. Right. It's just like two hunters are on her property and then it becomes this like, it's like a real straw dogs looking. Yeah. Well, I should say it's straw dogs without the weird, weird shit and straw dogs. It's, it's just a, it's a real, well, we like, know. no one's going to fucking push me off of this property. I'm going to fight get back against these fucking gumps uh, that are showing up <laughs> and being aggressive, possibly racist. They have chainsaws. It looks. Aw- I, I. I hope. I hope she does awesome shit to them. <clears throat> yeah, you know? she's gonna. Uh, the other thing is, I got really. Uh, my. I perked up when I saw that uh, the actor Jefferson White is in this, and he's not very well known. He's the main redneck. He's not the cop. He's the main redneck. Oh, okay. The skinny little boy. 
And I am calling it now. He's going to blow up after this movie because he was in a TV show called Manhattan, which I praise all the time. And he was very good in it. He was also in Yellowstone. He was in Yellowstone. That's true. That's why he probably got this role. I totally yeah. forgot about that. And I've seen Yellowstone. I haven't. I know. He's also in Alex Garland's next movie. Good. He's going to blow yeah. up. I can tell. He's going to blow up in Alex Garland's next movie, one yeah. imagines. Yeah. I'm calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is called Civil War. I don't. I I. I, I actually actively don't look at Alex Garland shit because I like his yeah, movies so much. Yeah, you won't be surprised. Yeah, he's one of the only writer-directors right yeah. now that I'm like, oh, I kind of want to wait to see. Yep. Well, that's all I have to say about God's Country. It just looks pretty sweet. I think there's something that I really liked about the trailer, which is pretty milquetoast as far as you know trailers go. You can tell from... You can tell, though, from it that they nailed the fearing living in your own home aspect of the horror. Like, yeah. the environment literally wants to kill her. It's cold. The house is distant from, like, literally everything. The cop is cold and distant. I don't know. I, I, it looks pretty neat. It reminds yeah. me a lot of the... Um, the filming style does remind me a lot of stuff that we've seen before, like um, Wind River. Have you seen that? Only yeah. Because I would, I would argue this stuff. is... Yeah. This is um, another generic. This is This is dad porn. And it bit. proves that dad porn doesn't have to be just for dads, right? Like dad yeah. porn is for everybody. It's just a specific type yeah. of movie. That's right. You're, you're correct as always, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, ooh, nobody's going to drive me out of my house. I'm going to take a stand. Uh, yada, yada. Yada, yada. God's, and I, I'm into in it. In God's country. You don't mm-hmm. understand. You, you know nothing about you two, so you don't get that reference. I don't. That's fine. I don't know anything about you two. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, next trailer, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Ooh. Um, I can't. So there's like five Pinocchios coming out and they all Why? have the same. They all do the same thing is they all do. You thought you knew the story. Yeah. But here's the real story. That's so they funny. Did it, it's so funny because they do it with Peter Pan. They do it with Robin Hood. Every single film that comes out goes, you thought you knew the story. Here's it's literally the a line. I wrote it down because it's Ewan yep. McGregor, who is Pinocchio Daddy. I forget his name. And uh, he, it says, it's a story you think you know. And then he laughs, but you don't. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, what I love fuck? that you called him Pinocchio Daddy. He's Jiminy Cricket, I believe. Ewan McGregor is, I thought he was Pinocchio Daddy. Geppetto? Geppetto. Gelato. You know, that's not uh, um, Geppetto. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. Ewan McGregor I, I'm, I'm is almost... the uh, Jiminy Cricket. Let me. I look. guess it makes um, sense that the storyteller would be Finn the... Wolfhard is Candlewick, whatever that is. What I don't. Uh, Sebastian J. Cricket, Ewan McGregor. Okay, so okay, okay. David Bradley is Geppetto. That is, that's interesting. Okay, so Ewan McGregor, yeah, it makes sense that he, the cricket would be talking. It's tough because it's animated, so you don't really know. And But it's shown, like, no one actually speaks lines for a while in the movie. Right. Uh, or in the trailer, I mean. Um, it looks like a Laika movie, you know, Laika? Yeah, I was about to say, I bet this movie's going to be fucking beautiful. Yeah. Paranorman, Kubo and the Two Strings, it has this weird yeah. strobe effect that is actually kind of off-putting but it's perfect because it's exactly how you expect uh guillermo del toro's animation stylings to be you know right. it's a little bit tim burton uh a little bit haunting but very cute 
I just wish I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying I'm doing Pinocchio and I'm going to do the definitive version of Pinocchio now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I wish it was you thought you knew the story of Pinocchio. Well, you did. And this is the story. This is I'm going to do it the best. (laughs) I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to do it best. I'm going to just do the story. Like, I don't need a twist. It's just do the story good. There's also the fucking Disney live action one that's coming out. That's what I think this is, is actually because Guillermo de Toro. And, you know, this is actually on him is assuming that I have not seen the Pauly Shore Pinocchio from last year. Right. Which is true but to the original, but I have. And the original Pinocchio tale has these has sweeping other plots that have to deal with like Pinocchio almost gets stolen by like a, a wandering circus, you know, because like wherever the tales from, you know, Eastern European or whatnot, like it's like this was just children would be stolen, you know? Right. So it's like this uh, it's, it's a fairy tale, but it has its dark origins and that's what the Pauly Shore Pinocchio is really about because it was it's a foreign country film. But he's telling us, Guillermo del Toro now, is telling us, you think you know the story, America, who's only really experienced the Disney version of it. I'm just going to tell you the story, the, the Pauly Shore Pinocchio. The real tale. Right. The, the, the real the, tale. The haunted. Not the, the Disney haunt- version. Yeah. yeah, the Hans Christian Anderson equivalent of like, you know, like what was that fucking film? Probably, yeah. What was that fucking film with Matt Damon and they were like witch hunters? The the bro- the Brothers Grimm. The Terry Gilliam film. The, the Brothers, Brothers Grimm. Grimm. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be like, it's going to be Brothers Grimm all up in here. Yeah, so. I hope it's dark as shit. I'm just like, I, I'm more cynical where you're right. That is what it is. It's just so, it feels like it's that trend that happens it's mary shelley's frankenstein is a version where like when actually no not that one as much but like mainly like peter pan's and robin hoods where every there's like these waves where every studio does one at the same time and then they get like a memo that's like hey you know they're making four of these and each studio Mm -hmm. goes well ours will have a trailer that says you thought you knew the story but this (laughs) is the real one (laughs) all right problem solved ours will be the best one because we put that in the trailer like it's it's the most like dated old-timey you know like uh, like dinosaur studio executive thinking i feel like yeah um and that's that's what it like i'm sure this one is probably going to be the best one that comes out right i mean he's a good director so yeah yeah i think it'll be better than the disney one i think the disney one is just a cash grab i think this is one where guillermo del toro wanted to make this it's just Again, it's that thing. It's there's always one that like tried, but the rest are like these weird imitations. But I don't know why there's five of these coming he's out. He's also there are. Guillermo del Toro, and he does not like. It's weird because it really does feel like a children's film, and maybe he has mellowed out a little bit, and he's like, I just want to do one, you know, that's like not generic, but like a little bit wider <laughs> yeah. audience. You know, he always was had his eyes on a, a larger audience, but it's not like Pan's Labyrinth is made for kids, right? And right. um, I haven't seen Nightmare Elm, uh, Alley, but that didn't seem like it was for kids. Yeah, he's he wants a little bit of more of an adult audience because he wants to talk about a little darker stuff. And there is a line in this trailer that it perked my attention here or piqued my attention. That's uh, he's probably going to explore a little bit more than any other Pinocchio that we've seen, which is that Pinocchio has a borrowed soul. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so what does that mean? Did some kid go into a coma exactly. the next town over? Exactly. I think he's probably going to get into this and like everyone's going to get haunted by it at, by, at some point. Right. I hope. I don't know. I hope Maybe he, at the end they make him a real boy and they just cut to a kid, kid dying in a dying. hospital bed. Yeah. Just... And they throw yeah. him into the just into the pigsty with you, right, child? I hope there's a scene where someone has to describe what Pinocchio's dick looks like, like in the shape of water. <laughs> yeah, 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 just a wooden, just a tongue. Yeah. I hope we get to see it, just a close-up shot of just sure. like a little tiny nub, <laughs> a little like that, like uh, that Geppetto had to like sand to make it smooth because uh-huh. the dick is smooth. That's one of the things that you a do dick know. Is smooth, yeah. We all kind of know about dicks, and so he would. He's he, he he's a craftsman. He's gonna yep. make a smooth dick. So he's, he's got to sandpaper that little boy's dick. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna take an opposing view and say I don't want to see the child's dick. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> and probably what I should have said, but you know. Here we are. Here we are, Dave. Yeah. I mean, I started the it. dick conversation, yeah. mind you. And I'm going for jokes because, you know, there's something inside me that is broken and <laughs> desires that people like me. Exactly. Uh, and here we are. Yeah. And you're you're on a borrowed, borrowed soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. My soul is not going to want to be borrowed by any child. Yeah. Let's move on. No. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think this will be the best one, and I won't see any of them. Uh, except for the Holly Shore one, which I already saw. Which I already saw. Uh, ha- House of Darkness. Woo! This is Justin Long showing up. I'm kind of excited about it. How about you? Yeah, I like that Justin Long... I just watched Tusk. So in my in my head, Justin Long is now playing the broy guy who just gets tortured. Or, like, fucked with. And that's what this feels like. Mm-hmm. Justin Long uh, goes to Kate Bosworth's house. <laughs> and I think she's a ghost. It's yeah. based off of a... Um, Bram Stoker. Uh, no, Bram, Bram Stoker. Stoker's. Who isn't credited. I should know. It's, it's, there, there's no credit for Bram Stoker well, the, except the trailer. In the trailer, it. and I, I wanted to not point this out, because sometimes trailers do weird things that we just let them do. And it's it's not the biggest gripe, but it's just funny to me. Right. Uh, is that they do the little supers, the 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 uh, the text on screen, and it goes boom, a reimagining of is in what in your head you're imagining the the movie guy voice, but it's just right. a, a text of a reimagining of shot 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 of Bram Stoker's dot 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 timeless tale dot 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 Justin Long, and I just thought that yeah. that was funny to me. It was so funny. I just. I looked it up because yep. I was like, what Bram Stoker tale is this a reimagining of? Isn't it House of Darkness? Isn't there a thing called uh, House of Darkness? According to the IMDb trivia, it's Dracula. This is what? a reimagining of Dracula. That just got me. Okay, so it's the thrall. Good on I you, guess. House of Darkness. I thought that there was just a different... I just I, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, Bram because Stoker must have written say, other th- stuff. Yeah, because they didn't say they say a Bram Stoker's timeless tale. I'm like, okay, they're just like it's sucking the dick that they a little don't. bit. You would just imagine Dracula, and then they would say, because hey, you know what? I criticize trailers for giving away too much all the time. We just gave it away. That's a shame. He made he. I just I, I wanted to double check. He's made a lot of. <laughs> books he wrote a lot of things that aren't dracula right it's weird that this is based off of dracula someone adapt right. one of his is all his other stuff bad 
Okay, so that I, I conceptualizes to... it for me though, because the idea of being introduced to Dracula and like on the trailer, all we see is Dracula's thrall. Are right. these the brides of Dracula, or are we rebooting Dracula as a woman? Either is I don't know. A kind of is new. Is definitely new. Hey, here's what I'm gonna say. This is the writer and director of Nurse Betty and the Nicolas Cage, The Wicker Man. So yeah. I don't know if that helps. It doesn't. It doesn't. Also, Brim, Brim Stoker has understand. a movie called Miss Betty. You think Nurse Betty was uh, probably not, right? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that seems a stretch. That seems quite no, a stretch. I know. It'd be amazing if it was. If it's canon. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to think about this movie at this point because yeah. it's just it's throwing all these things at me. There's too much um, for me to decipher right now. Yeah, I'm I'm having trouble knowing if this movie's going to be good. Which I mean, you know, Justin Long's pretty good. He's done some pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah, I like the shot l- of uh, the men's shoes in the catacomb. Like that's good enough image for me to hang on to. I don't yeah, need yeah, more yeah, from she's the trailer. Through dudes, just like burning through dudes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of movies called House of Darkness, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they're usually haunted house movies. That's one of the things that made me think that it was not a Dracula or I didn't, it didn't even scan as Dracula because right. I, I was like, I oh, okay. She was a ghost. Yeah. I thought it was just a, another story, a spooky story. If yeah. you were on a, like, let's say you had a fantastic date and then it started to get really spooky all of a sudden, what do you think you'd do? Would you get out of the house? No. Cause Dep- you know, it depends. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I kind of like, got hots for spooky. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm exactly, and yeah. like the you know, whenever it's that it's that like, I don't know. It's it's the it's the meter of like, is this gonna go well? You know, are things like, gonna progress? And it's like you're this. willing to forgive a lot. Yeah, maybe I'm into this. You know, yeah. Um, but you, you are hard. doing ju- you're like creating jump scares in front of me. Right. If they bring me and back that's... to a gothic castle, it's just like, okay. <laughs> and I this mean, is a... Uh... That honestly is a good sign because he says it in this. He's like, you're rich, huh? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's not a bad thing. You know? Yeah, she lives in a, like Enya, well, you know? And that's that's lives... a little concerning. That's your that's where your brain goes, huh? Yeah, you're you like, could, she's rich, you could be she like, might oh, be like an Enya. Enya. She's an Enya. This is a weird thing to think, Dave. <laughs> It's just like uh, that would explain. It's not like me. Oh, you have. Stuff. In fact, they, she says like we have a few of these, and and that's w- two things. One is they're like uh, he's like we. What's we mean? And the other thing is few of mansions. You have a few mansions, so that means you're like billionaire, which means you probably are the worst ever, and probably not Enya. Probably not Enya. But I'm glad. I, I I'm glad you went there. And I yeah. I support it. And I told you this was a um, I have a horror movie idea or like a mystery idea, and you have it take place fifty years from now, mm-hmm. and it takes place um in a mansion that was owned by the Levy Empire. So it's all like old spooky pictures of Eugene Levy, <laughs> and like all the Levies, and like treat them like old like an old empire. Baron, such a weird idea. I love it. I fucking <laughs> love it, dude. Yeah, fucking post-apocalypse Eugene Levy film. Yeah, yeah. why not? Why the fuck not? I mean, we had why the uh, we had the Nicolas Cage movie just now. Yeah, the the talent one, whatever the fuck. Yeah, impeccable, fortunate, unbearable weight, massive um, talent. There yeah. it is. But yeah, this this looks like a film. Then I'm gonna see it, and I'm gonna I see have it. a 
feeling it might not be good, but I'm going to see it Man, and I'm going to enjoy it. Just showing my ass. I Last time I was on this podcast, I believe I dubbed myself Dr. Movie. And man, between not knowing that this is Dracula and, uh, I didn't and, know and not Endor, but Andor, I'm not looking... Things are not looking great for this doctor. We'll have to revoke your license. Yeah. No, I don't think we should go that far. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, let's talk about this next one, which I would argue is kind of the main event. Uh, the ban- Banshees of Einishrin. Did I even say that In- right? Uh, I don't know. Einishrin? Einishrin is what my brain goes to. This is uh, a Martin McDonough movie, and I would argue it is the most Martin McDonough a it movie like. can be. Yeah. It's a- in Bruges Reunion. Yeah, it's 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 or fucking um, uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, and then they sprinkle in some fucking what's his name Barry Cregan, Krug, like fucking the Joker, cr- new Joker, new Joker boy. Who yeah. like the moment he spoke in this, I was like, of course he's in this film. Like of co- like after seeing him in the Green Knight, it was it was so obvious. Like yeah, he's a Martin McDonough actor. Of yeah. course he is. Yeah, always fun dialogue too. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's not, a, it's not just a reunion of the actors and the writer, uh, Brendan Gleeson being disapproving of Colin Farrell is like, that's the yeah. bread and butter of the scenes. And that it's is a true genre of now. Yeah. It's clear. I also love the idea for this movie. What a weird idea. A man yeah. wants to be a friend and the other man hates him. And we don't know why. And we don't know why the idea is the guy basically says to it's one, it's two lifelong friends. And one of them says, I'm ending our relationship. And I will, and he doesn't explain why. And Carl Farrell's trying to figure out why. And he says, every time you speak to me from here on, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers. That's yeah. how much I don't want you to talk to me. Get away from me. Like, I'm yeah, not going to give a, you an answer. There's probably a perfect picture summing it up. If you look in the IMDb, it's Brendan Gleeson sitting in an old, like, wicker chair in a house and there's a window, and outside the window is Colin Farrell looking sad. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. And that's the movie. That's it's Colin fun. Farrell being it's sad be and Brendan Gleeson being yeah disapproving. Going to be a lot it's of fun. It's in Bruges. I I, uh, I, uh, I had to look because I can't help myself. Uh, I looked into because uh, we all know like banshees, right, as demons and whatnot, ghosts. Right. But I had to look like what's the particular meaning of banshee in like Irish folklore. And that is its origin, is Irish folklore. And it's a female yeah. spirit that haunts a house to signal that a family member, like to a family, it is warning the family by screaming, uh, where, which is where we get like the banshee scream or screaming like a banshee, that a family right. member is going to die. So my guess Ooh. is that McDonough is going to look at that part that is announcing coming grief. Okay, so I, I'm I'm guessing, because this is very Martin McDonough, that Brendan Gleeson is going to die and he knows it. He knows he's gonna die probably. Yeah. Yeah, he has a, a cancer diagnosis or something. Probably and he's trying to break it off. He that, wants, that seems he, like it could he be. He loves very... him so much that he's just like I well, I can't say goodbye to you. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Or yeah. we'll see, but I, I just think that the uh, the announcing coming grief is the unique aspect of what makes uh, a banshee a banshee. Yeah. The other, all- if anybody's sorry, I was going to say if anybody's confused about Martin McDonough, go see in Bruges. Yeah, uh, Bruges is really go good. see fucking three billboards. Go see seven psychopaths, and all you need to know is that he's going to do some really 
funny stuff mixed with um, some really dark stuff. And his characters are not necessarily good people. And yeah. like some, they'll say racist stuff. They'll say they'll say terrible things. They'll kill children. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're not going to be good. Um, and he is also knows exactly the type of person who should be in his one of his films. He's for good example casting. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is a perfect it's, because of built, his ta- because of the timbre of his writing voice. Uh, yeah. The way I've pitched it on, uh, we talked. To, I've talked about him before on other podcasts because he's virtuosic in in terms of his uh, his writing. Uh, yeah. I would go so far to say, and I'm sure people are gonna hate or disagree with this opinion. Uh, he's what you wish Tarantino was. I hard agree, hard agree. Yeah. He's also makes me jealous. Where it's like, ah, oh, I wish I could write like this. Yeah, it's very, so good. Very casual. And you can't try to write like it. Like if you try to write like it, then you, you like people will go. You're trying to write like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it, Tarantino, it, it always feels stilted and like it's getting your you, the idea. The idea you have is so big, it's getting in the way of the dialogue. To a better writer, it's like no, I'm just we're just talking here. We're just riffing, and then this idea comes out. It feels more yeah. organic. It feels more conversational. It's just better. You're right. It, it's it's more, I would say, more, more earned Tarantino, mm-hmm. in that like, and then the way the plot comes together and all the pieces fill out. Mm-hmm. Like I would argue, Tarantino isn't actually very good at that. Yeah, uh, he he's more he, about let's make sure that scene happens, and this is more of like let's make sure the story ends in a satisfying way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which I prefer. Yeah, yeah, better Tarantino. I'm gonna call him that from now on. You got it, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, his movies are just so fucking. Sorry if you're listening, Quentin. <laughs> Who's Quentin? Oh, Quentin right, Tarantino. Quentin? Yeah. His name's Quentin. That's funny. That's just funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not his fault. Eh. Is yeah. it his real name or did he call himself that? Oh, shit. Because I didn't even think that he changed yeah, his name. Yeah, it could no, be I, his fault. It could be his fault. I don't think he changed his Who name. Who calls I've him never just heard Quentin that. Tarantino? But it's a weird name, but it's a yeah. memorable one. Anyway. All right, final trailer. We did this on more hype, and now the full trailer is out. This is called Glorious. This is the glory hole with the eldritch horror played by J.K. Simmons. I just wrote down this just because jokes. Glorious, the sequel to Precious. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, God is in a glory hole. He wants to suck your dick, and he's J.K. Simmons. Yeah, it's obvious that it's like he's just where... Because he says, like, at the end, he goes... I should have gone to the next rest stop. And he says, it wouldn't have helped you. And they end on a beat where he says like, what is there a werewolf in that one or an ogre? But what I bet what he's going to say is I would have been in that one. I would too, have been in right? that one. I'm the God. I can, I'm came for you. Yeah. yeah. It's and very it's, clear that whatever this is, is JK Simmons targeted this man. And, and this yeah. was the first place he could target and trap him. And like all movies, uh, the importance of act one is setting us up for the char- the main character, the protagonist's abil- like flaws and like abilities. And this one, all we get from the trailer is he's clearly fresh off a breakup. So it looks like this is a metaphor, like you miss like your ex and they're also kind of God and you put them on this pedestal and there's like a sexual mm-hmm. component. Uh, and it's just going to be that personification talking down to you and telling you have to do something that you don't necessarily want to do, uh, right. which is a good way of saying what a breakup might be. It's just my idea of what it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that checks out. Yeah. This is a cool, I- 
idea. It's all it's it's all just a rave idea. right now. What is glorious the, in particular? The, no, the Lovecraftian horror. Right. Yeah, that's film. Right. And here's what I'll say about that: is I think I'm I'm loving it. Uh, and at some point, I'm gonna get sick of it. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's just at some point yeah. we're gonna start seeing diminishing returns, where like it's gonna be people just kind of doing it for the the sake of cashing the sake in of it, on yeah, the style, to get to look. get noticed. Yeah, you know, this is uh, we're in the phase where it's just an i it's an it's a we've already gotten the phase one, which is like Lovecraftian's shit is back. Now we've gotten the yeah. place of like we're gonna fuck with it, kind of like what we've become with the multiverse and. Um, like every, everywhere all at once or whatever in the movies yeah. everything everywhere all at once like the idea we're like okay we're gonna break it there this is us breaking it this is just an idea that's all that's necessary the filming looks a bit under budget but i like that we make things like that it's just unhinged we're stretching the idea of like okay so what if we just like skin the lovecraft thing skin the idea of a god and then put them behind a bathroom stall the entire movie. Right. So you just, we don't even cash in on it until maybe at the end for, you know, the final sequence where I'm sure, right. I'm sure someone's sucking you someone's dick. Oh, I hope so. I, I God, think that's I how so. this movie ends is a, yeah. a, a dick getting sucked. I, yeah. I think what's going to happen is the large, the serpent eye of the all seeing uh, gigantic serpent eye yeah. of like Disney. Ooh, or like yeah. or mm. like a JJ Abrams type mm-hmm. is going to see what's happening, right? Probably not Disney. I don't think we're going to yeah, get a Lovecraftian Disney film. But you know what I mean, where it's going to it's going to hit a mainstream. It's going to be Marvel. It's going to be Marvel is going to Marvel's going to do like a Lovecraftian type. Oh, for sure. That's the thing. way this is going. And yeah, and they're going to and they and they're probably going to just make it they're going to make it oversaturated and simplistic. Like it's the Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. versus everything everywhere to me. But where now, it's like, but for right now, but for right now things are good. It's just it's un it's just unhinged, pure unhinged. It's just movies for you and me, Dave. It's like yeah, our, this looks our glory hole movie. Yeah, this is our glory hole movie. Mm-hmm. No, it's everybody's glory hole movie. Yeah. But check out the full trailer to Glorious. It's it's uh I, I don't know it's i think it'll be a lot of fun i don't think it'll be particularly deep or meaningful i just think it'll be fun little gory horror movie right yeah 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 yeah. well that's trailers and we got to get into news stories boy do we but we have some boy, more patrons we. to thank let's let's do it let's do it let's thank uh davy francis nine david Go- davy goes to hell uh thank you to oh thank great you. it's that guy Thank, Thank you. you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Looking forward to Pinocchio. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Uh, thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you to Steven. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Uh, woo! It's you. It's, you it's my turn. Uh, thank you, Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you, Happy Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you, Manishevitz Molotov says economic solidarity is the path to paradise, comrades. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Tiger Drawers Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Oh, nice. Uh, thank you, Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you, Cody Johnson's time machine noise. Thank you. Ah, oh, you did it. Yeah. Thank you, Pete Vorpagel. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Pre-order Jason Pargin's new book. Pre-orders are super important. Thank it's you. true. Okay. So we only have one news story, but it's I, the mo- one. It's, it's a one. big one. Yeah. Warner Brothers canceled the Batgirl movie. They also canceled a bunch of HBO Max Scooby. streaming films. Uh, it's because Warner Brothers Discovery is a merger that happened. And Disco- Warner Bro- what happened is someone else is in charge and they're like, I'm going to whip this place into shape. And there's two minds of this, because I would argue HBO Max is the best thing they have going for them right now. Or like for Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's that's said from a, your point of view, which they make content. HBO Max is they make content for us, for people like us. Yeah. Over over 25, you know. Yes. But I, would, I, I just mean they're making good stuff on there. For sure. You know, they have peacemaker they have the harley quinn stuff they have good dc stuff they have the only good dc stuff in my opinion uh and then they got like stuff like lovecraft country which they canceled but like they have the hbo side where it's like we're fucking hbo we're gonna make hbo stuff um whereas like black adam and all and and fucking aquaman and all that stuff his and shazam like it i don't know Uh, maybe that stuff makes more money is what we're learning Mm -hmm. but this is this is hard to wrap my head around because the other streaming films some of them had already come out some of them hadn't one of them was out for like only like a couple weeks and it's like why did you get rid of it it's there like just let it exist uh Mm -hmm. but the weirdest thing is that they spent about 90 million dollars already on batgirl it had michael keaton in it they they spent probably half that half that okay yeah had Michael Keaton in it, had J.K. Simmons, had Brendan Fraser. Uh, it was going to come out on streaming. If the idea is that they want to focus on theatrical releases, it's weird that they can't just do that right. with Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And so this is, in my head, and you probably can help me with this, Abe, my guess is that there's some fucking spreadsheet and they did this weird math and there's an insurance policy and all this stuff and they don't care about the actual fans they don't care about the content they don't care about what art there could be involved they looked at this and they said if we do this this and this then we may make back this money yeah this is something i actually know quite a bit about and you're hat and you're half right you're very close you're very close and i would say that for studios it's not that they don't they they probably don't but what they do care about is your purchase power and your purchase power turns into money for them and that they care about so in a way they absolutely do care about it it's about what aspect they do what aspect they think we care about and that's where i think that we're get that's why we're getting the outrage that we're getting that's why we're getting the disconnect from the studio and the populace right now yeah i think there is across the board a um a disconnect between what people actually want and what companies think people want um warner brothers they just actually announced while we're recording this that hbo max and discovery plus is going to merge into a single streaming service now for the record this is like the fifth time hbo has done this right it was like hbo plus there was all these things um warner brothers people overwhelmingly are saying like why are you doing this it's not broken for the love of God, mm-hmm. like you need, you need to, you need to just let HBO Max exist. We like it. Um, yes, and and so like it, it's it's again it's the Quibi thing. It's when they're like, <laughs> you know what people want? 
movies that are seven minutes long that they can watch on their phone because they looked at like youtube and they looked at like someone looked at their kid looking at twitter and they're like oh i know what the kids want and it was it couldn't have been farther from what people actually want right yeah i mean that's what's happening that is for sure the diagnosis um and i think that it's everyone's right it's warner brothers fault the people at the top of warner brothers fundamentally i think I have anger towards this situation. Uh, it's probably not what everyone does, which is a lot of people just want a Batgirl movie. And I think that that's fine. And I, I super support that. We should always, what, whatever you want to see, uh, you know, you, right. should, you should do that. But I do want to point out some things. Fundamentally, what's going on here, though, is a, a basic confusion that I have over what Warner Brothers wants, and I think it's revealing about what Warner Brothers thinks it can get away with. And the fundamental aspect about it is that, one, Warner Brothers wishes to control exactly how their brand is seen, right? That's the whole idea of going only right. theatrical release. So choices are being made with this new shakeup because of the merger in order to heighten the brand visibility. Two, Warner Brothers has the ability, like most corporations, to just suddenly, if something goes poorly, like a story like this, to be quiet, and resurface with renewed excitement for a problem that they actually caused. Because be assured, people who are worried about Batgirl being a movie, uh, it's very, it's there's a lot to be bittersweet and to be bit angry about. Because things like Brendan Fraser, you know, not necessarily being in it, uh, the actress that plays Batgirl, like all these different things, and the 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 thing that we're we're we were gonna see. Uh, is may not be uh, an iteration that we ever get but be assured batgirl will be made for theaters at some point in the dc timeline oh for sure 100 percent, if not within announced in the next year and i hate this situation because it reveals exactly the thing that i hate about our industry which is every month it seems i'm reminded of how increasingly monopolistic the nature of this industry has like emboldened the people in private rooms forming quote-unquote strategy like many of us benefit from the capitalist mindset that what's popular is what's good like batgirl right it looked good on paper and it probably would be good right well that's why we want to see it and we're clamoring for it right right but this news tells me that in the system I don't know. We should be reminded that we have the power to dictate content with our voting power. When like the corporations make what we think is a bullshit decision, we should let them hear it. That's why I'm encouraged by what's happening on the internet right now, for example. Um, yeah, I do think, I also think that um, Warner Brothers is, was, has been in trouble for a while. And it's, it's like one of the other decisions they made recently was we're going to let the new Harry Potter go out. And if it doesn't do good, we're not going to make more. <laughs> and like, I, it sounds so simple, but like that seems That's like someone who came in charge and was like, the fuck are we doing? Like, why are, why are we insisting that Harry Potter is still popular? Why not? Why not just let it end? Like, it's that idea that I, I, mm -hmm. I actually do think is a healthy decision, mm -hmm. which is like, we need to stop like, it's it's the idea that like at some point this stuff was going to go out with a whimper, right? They were going to keep making these fucking DC movies That's and superhero movies us, until yeah. until they just go out with a whimper. And so like I think whoever's in charge of Warner Brothers Discovery now is like, no, I'm going to make the conscious decision to end things and to stop like 
that's what happened. Of like, let's make everything. We got to make a superhero, superhero yeah. this, superhero that. And let's do it all. He's like, everybody stop. Let's actually just like focus on making movies that are like deliberate and maybe good and not like not like make like 20 superhero projects that we're juggling like that's what it feels like that's is true. like they clearly must have been losing money and this might actually be a sign not of a disconnect but of like a realization of like we need to actually like focus uh, that, that's correct i mean that's the the math that you were talking about earlier that's exactly what this is because if right. you spent 45 50 million dollars on a movie right that's a sunk cost at this point but you could you could spend another 40 to 50 million on it right so right. would you rather take that 50 million dollars and now you have half to a third of your budget for a something that is going to give you a return on an investment of like 300 percent then you're going to do that thing. That's the math that we're talking about. Theatrical right. releases still make this studio so much more money than their streaming branch. Why? Because they're not, they, they didn't have Netflix numbers. They never have. So right. they tried to, and that's why we got a lot of those changes with HBO max and all that stuff in like the last three or four years, because they were ch- the, the call to arms was to embolden the streaming platform. They, bought out everything they spent a lot of money because you got to spend money to make money to make it like ah we're like netflix we're better than netflix and then disney comes in and says we're gonna take all that shit and that's 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 really who warner brothers is fighting they're not fighting the audience they they never wanted to they're fighting disney which is its own capitalistic system thing but yeah if yeah if it was up to me i think warner brothers should just have hbo just do HBO shows streaming, right? Mm-hmm. And then they should just fucking make movies, and then they should just make a deal with Netflix or Amazon or whoever, and just like it's it's hopefully what we're seeing is companies starting to dial back from the streaming service because they're realizing that it's not making them any fucking money. Right. Well, the thing is that if they did that, they would lose sixty percent of their profits. Yeah. So that's why they don't. But you're right that we want that because that would create the best. Con- yeah, that we want video stores again. Yeah, I want one place to watch movies, and like, and like, I I can accept streaming TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. I can accept like, oh, you like HBO shows? Well, pay us fucking five bucks a month. Right. Oh, you like you like Disney shows? Yeah, five dollars over here. But like, yeah, I can't stand the fact, that's, and most people can't. And we're starting to see that change where that's people are just pirating thing, shit again. That's the thing I wanted to point out is that for better or for worse, and I'm not saying that it's wrong to be on either side of this, but I want to do draw a line in sand about what's going on right now with the outrage and with what, what uh, Warner Brothers is doing, which is yeah. that imagine a world right now where they make Batgirl with a larger budget, released theatrically, and we abstain our voting power we go and we all see it we're telling them them with that choice which could be fine that i mean because like maybe it's going to be a even better version of batgirl maybe it's brandon fraser again maybe it's all the same cast i don't know what it's going to be but now it's got even a bigger budget i doubt that's what it's going to be but you know right i'm not telling you what anyone should like but i want to remind them that if the fact that we're outraged about the bat girl not being made i don't think that's the actual issue at heart i think it's what you just hit on which is 
we're really seeing a reckoning and this is this is like this could be the beginning of it really um i mean it's been kind of happening under the surface for a long time theatrical or not that's the question because that's the question that right now the studios don't have an answer to so they're sticking to their traditional guns of saying well theatrically it's still better but if we as a movement people decide streaming i want streaming more than i want theatrical releases let's say that's true for you maybe you disagree with that statement entirely and you're like i want only theater releases because fuck streaming is ruins it for me i don't know where you are on that that picket line yeah but i I will say that like here's the thing that's the battle that's being had right now it's not about to batgirl or not to batgirl it's about streaming versus not streaming right which it's still wild to me why they can't say okay this is a theatrical film now like that's wild to me but it's also you're right that is what's going on right it's fucking prey a movie, a new Predator movie that has every right to play in theaters is playing on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I'm on that battle. I'm kind of like, put movies in theaters, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think there's downfalls to both. I think that when they go for big theatrical pushes, it's easier to hype a film that has no substance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's easier to get your Jurassic Worlds out there. Um, when you present it as a big theater experience that actually once you once it gets to streaming you watch it again you're like oh this is actually bad Mm -hmm. now that i'm not seeing it in imax this is terrible yeah Um, yeah. like it's easy it's easy to pass off mediocre projects in the theater system um than streaming in my opinion but i do think that the the system we had everybody goes to theaters you wait a few months it comes out that that's a good that's still in my that opinion, the one that works. It's the yeah. one that works, and it's the one that people. That's the one that they could uh, optimize. Right. The, because uh, then the, I look at, yeah, yeah. Then I look at the Obi One movie or show, which was a, a originally supposed to be a movie that was then like split up, and it's like this is Obi One and Darth Vader, and I couldn't give a fuck. I'm watching this on my phone, and it's barely <laughs> a thing. And it's right. like that's a problem, right? That, like right. that's a problem a that bit, Star Wars I mean, is now like just a TV series, like. like they can't possibly like that, you know, like, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's, th- that's for everyone to decide on their own. I think that, yeah, that's, I think it's that's complicated. The key. The key it's is very complicated. The key is also that just to d- draw the line in the sand and say, this is not to Batgirl or to Batgirl or whatnot, or, you know, like, yeah, what it comes down to is it's not about the battle between us. <laughs> We're not the two wolves that you feed. It's not like, that's what the studio wants us to think, which is now now my uh, anti-capitalism is coming out. And that's what we right. should take away from this is that it's not about like, yes, yeah, so the battle, the for the battlefront, the 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 battleground should be, you know, in the streets between uh, fellow citizens saying I demand streaming. Obviously, if it was we could make a situation and we should where you have a release theatrically and then you have a streaming release and everyone gets what they want. Why can't we have that? Well, because obviously these are capitalist institutions that right. are driven by profit. So because of the monopolistic aspect of these huge companies like Disney, like Warner Brothers, mainly they get to de- they are getting emboldened and feel like they can get away with this shit and they it doesn't matter to them. Because they'll just say like, oh, you didn't like that? Well, here's the thing. 
what are you going to do? Not watch the next DC film? What are you going to do? Harry Potter, not watch a Harry Potter? I mean, that's right. how we fight back is we don't go to Harry Potter's. And they'll just like, well, we'll just remake the originals then. You know, yeah, like the issue until- is not, it isn't fighting back. It's just that people lost interest, right? Like because it was bad. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing that always bothers me is there's always this moment where people haven't wa- lost interest, where you see that future, where it's like when Fantastic Beasts came out. I always thought like Harry Potter fans, if you're a fan of Harry Potter, you need to stop. You need to put a stop to this. Because it's going to just fizzle out, and you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like you have to say no before you want to. It's so funny that we're here. 10, 15 years ago, it was the death of the $30 million feature, the mid-budget right. film. All studios basically stopped doing them because movies were seen as... I because movies are now seen as a sure thing or are not a sure thing. It's right. not a gamble on the hope that the movie's good like in the past. Movies being good are no longer the metric. They're not even like they don't even think about that before they go into production. It's something after the fact that the studios say, "Yeah, we can remarket this with renewed brand strength." It's all become about controlling the universe of these things and it's also trying to say like until we prove to them that Brandon iconography only doesn't make something good. And we like what they've done is they've turned movie making into pre-sales of video games. Right. Right. They've essentially said like, we know you'll go to bat girl. We know. So we want it on our terms to maximize our profit. Right. That's what's happening right now. And that's so weird to me that they want they're, they want their brand to be seen now because the ability to go quiet and resurface is such a unique aspect of the corporation mm. of like all corporations that the fact that they were like, well, it's more in tune with like how we want to be seen. DC has, has done this as well. They've had problems with it because Marvel was so successful with it. It's so weird to me that they, they, they do this. Like name a production company, name the production company that made Die Hard. Name like what made um, like Mad Max Fury Road. Do you fucking remember? I don't. Most of us no, don't give yeah. a shit. This is this is a thing now. This is the problem with DC and Marvel, is that they're like it's a genre now. It's a bra- like that's the movies. It's not like oh I like I like Tarantino films. You know, it's I like Marvel films. And it's like what do you mean by that? It's a brand. Like it's it's a it's a big corporate brand. Why do you have to like every? I don't like every A twenty four film. You know, yeah. Uh, who cares? And what? it's weird. It's, it's it is. Uh, use what you're anything. saying is it's them basically saying like we don't want to spend this much money on something that's just going to go to streaming anymore. We want a Warner Brothers film, a DC film, to be a something you go in. You go into theaters for regardless. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a why because um, Marvel Disney changed the game. That's why. Because they were so successful because the movies were good and people enjoyed them. And that's in the end, we should use our money to sway what we personally want to see. Absolutely. Even if I don't like superhero movies, I'm the odd man out. If that's what we want to see and we go to see that good. That's what we call capitalism working. Right. It's just turned the industry into something where it's like they're not going to take chance. Like studios already didn't take chances because they were very fearful of not succeeding. Now it's yeah. like you need to do these eight million things even to be considered. 
And it's and that's that's a strong statement. Uh, So there's that going on. And then on top of everything, they're still trying to figure out how to make it the most profitable, like price margin and like distribution method. And they still haven't figured that out because trust me, they want it to go streaming. They don't want to give a cut to, uh, you know, an AMC. They don't want to do shit. Yeah, of course. They already they they found but ways they realize to not that they're pay. probably not going to make the yeah they're not making the money that way though they're, they yeah they aren't they they want to own everything it's vertically integrated they create it they yep. distribute it and it's on their platform that's what they want Why? right because I, that's yeah. the smartest thing to do if you I think the math now is they see everything as like they don't yeah and budgets aren't seen the same way because of that right because it's not like we're going to spend ninety million on this. And then we'll get this much back. It's like, no, we get streaming subscriptions. Who right. knows what we get back? God, I hate so, it. Yeah, I think that's what's happening is they looked at this and they said, oh, we can't spend $90 million on something we're not theatrically putting out, period. No. And that's it. What's um, especially hilarious to me is like two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was. God, it's been a, it's got to have been two years ago. Please not be yeah. three years ago. Uh, Warner Brothers. Al G. Rhythm. <laughs> Space Jam 2. You know, the whole right. point, he has like a whole speech about how today's outrage becomes tomorrow's pos- positive PR si- like cycle. Like, I think right. we should hate that. And I don't like that they're telling me that and then doing it. I've, I I want to see my favorite properties too, but I don't want to be a plaything. I've been a plaything my whole life since Jurassic Park and I kind of right. hate it. It's why I find myself in the conundrum that a lot of us are in, which is that we benefit from a capitalist system. And then we also want need need to bite the hand that feeds because we can't just be subjugated i know it's small stakes it's just a luxury trade industry it's just For going sure. to watch movies but don't we all care about this stuff more than you yeah. know most things i don't know no, you're right we it should burn down the white house let's burn it fucking down we bite. need to move on yeah we, Abe, we i know to you gotta on. go but this is uh, I, yeah this is i gotta issue. go in like 10 minutes all right let's uh let's squeal about squeal oh i can't nothing you gotta take what what were you what the fuck were you about to do abe i was gonna say let's squeal about squeal Abe, what the fuck man i'm sorry (laughs) thank you for being a guest thank you for having me you're you're a dear friend let's do it. no you're right you're right about everything you said i'm sorry to cut that conversation short no 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 it's fine it's fine it's fine okay we need to thank some more producers yeah uh, starting with del griffith the shower curtain fella thank you uh, thank you. Uh, thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Ooh, thank you. Uh, thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Andrew, the Proud Satanist How. Hype. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you to Rev MD. Woo. Thank you to Bootler Bootleson. Oh. Thank you to Tux. Thank you. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Ooh, thank you. Thank you to Space McNulty. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll take it from here. Thank you, your yeah. mom. Thanks, mom. Thanks, Nolan. Tubi's Dark Herald Matin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Follow Marina on Twitch and Patreon and a heart fist brain McGuire. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, AJ. Thank you. Thank you, Tip Drizzle. Tip Drizzle. Thank you, Burrito Mouth. Thank you. Thank you, the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron Burr, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you, Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick chill. Thank you. Thank you, Funky J. Thank you. And finally, thank you, Pie Guy. 
Pie guy. Any, so is there anything else you wanted to say about that, about Warner Brothers? Uh, no, not really. I just wanted to, I don't know. It's framing the argument to, because I see what's on Twitter, and I think that a lot of people are saying a lot of the right stuff and, 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 and pointing their anger in the right way. But we got to, I just wanted to point out, here's really what the conversation is in terms of like Warner Brothers eyes, like what you being angry about is actually doing is the, I guess, hopefully I made that point. Yeah. I also want to point out and very people are rightfully upset because you're right. It's not really about Batgirl, but that's kind of the problem when like, for example, there's a right. flash movie coming out starring uh, someone who is a criminal. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like the, uh, it's like fucking really. You're not going to cancel that, but so, that's a theatrical release, and that's, that's the, probably yeah, because why he was a part of. You, it's so funny you mentioned that because I talked to us. I, I was on the phone with Swain right before this, and I was yeah. like, oh, "Yeah, we're going to talk about the Warner Brothers thing," and he's like, "What Warner Brothers thing?" Oh, and I was like, "They canceled the Batgirl." I was like, "Oh, is it because Ezra Miller did something?" <laughs> and it's like, no. It was like, no, dude, no. But it should be. I mean, yeah. frankly, this movie, yeah. this movie. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, we should be angry. Very angry. Yeah. Abe? Yes, sir. Abe, cut the shit. Yeah. Shit. Do, you, do you have a movie that deserves more hype? Oh, well, I have a, a doc that <laughs> you wrote that says <laughs> that we should be hype about this. You want me to do this? You want me to take it away? Yeah, take it you away, baby. Me? Okay. Okay, I. You know what? I have a movie that deserves more hype. Abe. Yeah. I do. Let's Me. go. It's called Squeal. It's coming out on VOD August nineteenth. <laughs> I'm not sure what this is. There's very few reviews of it. It's about a man in Eastern Europe who's lost in a forest, phrased a mythical forest. Uh, almost hits a piglet with his car. Uh, has a meeting with a pig farmer's daughter. Uh, I think it's like a little honeypot situation. Next thing you know, he's chained up in their farm and being used like he's livestock. There's dog men. There's men who are acting like dogs in the Mm -hmm. trailer. Mm -hmm. And then a quote, to quote the description, seemingly magical piglet gains gains his confidence and shows him the way to freedom and true love. Yes. Um, This isn't like a kid's movie. It looks really weird. The The only review I saw had the quote, it's playing out tropes familiar from torture porn while inverting the usual gender dynamics of that subgenre. Um, it was originally called Samuel's Tra- Travels. So they say Samuel's Travels is an absurd- absurdist fable of freedom and slavery with a BDSM kink in its porcine tale. Yeah. So, fuck, man. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Uh, I So I read all that and then I watched the trailer. And literally yeah. in the first 10 seconds, I wrote, oh, so he's the family's little piggy now, right? Yeah, he And is. then literally as I re- finished writing that down, he said the line, I'm not your pig. <laughs> and yep. I was like, oh, I know what this is. I think it's also like, it's all the things you said. I think there's a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome movie too. Yeah. Like they're going, because that there are, there's footage of him like obeying. And, like, not obeying in a way, like, him not just being, like, yes, master and spiting it. He's, like, down with it, you know? Like, yeah. it, it seems like that something is happening in his psyche. Uh, and I think that that's what the movie's going to really be about. And I think, obviously, the me- magical piglet is going to be probably probably an affectation of him needing to escape but or maybe it's him also, for the future also maybe a magic piglet i don't know it could be both maybe they'll leave it open like good movies usually do yeah. uh, i also think it's going to end with him eating all all of them 
That's just me. Yeah, that would be cool. Be yeah, cool. I get I get um perfume vibes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, where it's like it's 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 like it's being um portrayed as like a fairy tale, mm-hmm. but it's clearly very like dark and weird and like yeah. creepy. So yeah, I, I, I think it's gonna be a real fucked up situation, right? Yeah, what if the pig turns to him and is like Wouldst thou like to live danger- deliciously? Deliciously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like I a want fucking it. pig god. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's not a normal movie. Uh, Google Squeal or Google... Um, what, what did I also call it? Um, Samuel's, Samuel's Travels. Which I wonder if that's Sullivan's Travels. Non. I don't know. Not. I see why they changed to Squeal. And like the the poster is pretty bad to be honest, mm-hmm. and I think they're like I think they're trying to. It's a foreign film. I think they're trying to make it just grab people now. Like the poster says, this little piggy should have stayed home on it, and I think they're <laughs> right, trying they're to like play up. Whatever. Yeah, they're trying to like play up the pig stuff. And yeah. but then when you look at when you look at the actual trailer, you're like, I don't know if that's actually what this is as much. I think they're trying to market it. You know what I mean? Like they, they have this film and they're like, fuck, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, if it's, but yeah, it's select theaters as well. And VOD August 19th. If it's really good, let's say it's really good. And like it does well and gets like a limited release that gets an extended release. Kind of good. Uh, we're going to get more pig films. Yeah. We've already been we getting some. Pig, yeah. We could begin some. And if this is another one that's like notch on the belt, pigs are in. Pigs are in baby. Let's go. Things are popular. Yeah. Why not? Fucking Why not? Why not? I Yeah. This is our kind of movie, Dave. It is. It really is. It's it's our glory hole movie. It's our pig <laughs> it's movie. It's our glory hole. Our piggy glory hole. <laughs> our piggy glory hole movie. All right. Uh well, well yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Great music by the way. I I like the music on this trailer. That's just me. I like it. Yeah. Very, very I think, high. I think it's going to be good. You you really outdid yourself. The, this week. the director also has directed several operas. If that means anything, it uh, does not. <laughs> yeah, um, Abe, thank you so much for being on. Hey man, I'm sorry this went so long, but I we don't just, be sorry. We just had a lot to say, I guess. You know, yeah, we did. Uh, um, do you yeah. do you want to plug some stuff? Well, I mean, you probably your your fans probably know me by now. I'm Abe Epperson, and I uh, am one of the people at Small Beans, which is you can find at Patreon.com/smallbeans. If you like my audio commentary, uh, we have many many uh, podcasts, but to be included and most notable at this point is our gamefully unemployed kind of collaborations, including Star Trek The Next Futurama and Spielboys, which you may have seen on this feed in Gamefully Unemployed. And if you want to see the other half of, you go over to Small Beans and you patronize us. Yeah, do that, Small Beans. Do yeah, it. Do it. Do it. Thanks, Dave. Um, thank you. Uh-huh. I'll plug um, patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, $5 a month gets you the stuff that Abe mentioned and then Tom and Jeff watch Batman Fox Mulder's Maniac we also watch movies every Friday night that's tonight so you can join up with that and uh, leave us a review that's all that's all uh, Ooh, I feel like I can finally take off my Tom Ryman helmet like the mask yeah. the skin mask that I've been wearing yeah yeah I'm Which taking that off his face. and we can stop on down <laughs> and scene Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. 
can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info. 